0: For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand.
1: Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9 dollars each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry
0: chantilly cake, And more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
2: Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. My name is Helen. I'm Janet.
1: And I'm Mel.
3: Do you ladies remember celebrating Chinese holidays with your families? I remember as a kid, I would go to a bunch of these family gatherings, not knowing why we're having yet another Chinese dinner when I really wanted hometown buffet. I remember as a kid, we always go play at some family friend's house for dinner. Like, we didn't only really go to, like, restaurants for mm. these celebrations. And honestly, I didn't have any friends there, so I would be sitting there on the couch playing my Game Boy. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if the first sentence was a rhetorical question, but I was going to answer you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah no I remember that too a lot of times you go to family friends houses and then you just like play with the kids and you're just like oh I guess this is a a holiday what are we celebrating Mm. I don't know right
1: yeah I guess my experience maybe was a little different because I didn't have a lot of other like outside of my family Chinese people around me growing up Mm. and because um I lived a little further away in Orange County all we could do is gather for a meal and then we would just default to going to a restaurant Mm. so I had a lot of they would have the set menu of the Chinese cuisine my parents would love the like finer dining of the the like Chinese traditional banquet food mm-hmm. and for all the kids we were like we didn't understand we c- couldn't appreciate it we're like we want McDonald's yeah, we yeah, want in and out yeah. burger yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah many memories of just like not like Chinese food again that kind of yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I love
2: I love banquet food <laughs> yeah. like give me all the, the make banquet food <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, I feel like we just did not have the fine palate to like appreciate you know yeah,
2: yeah. I feel like I'm a blend of you both because
3: like like, like i mentioned like my family for all these like traditions or like celebrations is always like a friend's house so it's just like you mm. get the it's not like it's definitely more traditional but that the banquet style like my family didn't go out as much because they wanted mm. to quote unquote save money mm-hmm. so this is like a treat yeah, yeah. but then i enjoy like the jellyfish salad and oh, stuff yes. but then when the boiled chicken came out with the head i would freak out oh
2: damn oh. yeah so oh, i kind of ever like went around and played with your cousins and try to make them Eat it. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my grandma my grandma's she's such a she'd be
3: she literally took the head, she knows the phrase, she'll put it in my face.
2: Yeah. That was a thing. That was a thing that you do at Chinese banquets, (laughs) y'all. For anyone who hasn't been to a Chinese banquet, (laughs) painting the picture for you. Well, you know, as we get older, I have noticed that within myself and even within our friends, like mm-hmm. even amongst you two, you know, there is this genuine interest in these traditions that we used to not think twice about, mm-hmm. especially when it was related to our, you know, just like our moms forcing us to drink a bowl of soup with random herbally things or going to all of these, Family gatherings Mm. that just seemed like a waste of time at the time. Mm -hmm. But as we think about the nature of these traditions and celebrations, we start to dig deeper into the root of why we celebrate them, what the deeper meaning or purpose is, especially now as we begin to build our own families and think about how we want to celebrate with our children.
1: Yeah, and it being uh, about mid September right now, one of the bigger um, Chinese and Asian celebrations happens around this time of year, the Mid Autumn Festival also known as the Moon Festival or the Moon Cake Festival. And this holiday is actually the second most important holiday after Chinese or Lunar New Year. And also known as the Chinese or Asian Thanksgiving. Um, and it dates back all the way to 3,000 years ago. Damn, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when China's emperor would worship the moon for bountiful harvest. Now, I don't know why I never thought about this because we would have mooncakes, but I was always just associating it with this like, oh, this is like a Chinese thing that we do and mm-hmm. I didn't think much more about it but especially now um in my current like interest in more like self uh, awareness and spirituality practices there is a lot of like taking it back to nature and you know certain cycles and the moon is a really big thing and I was like wow I feel really proud and also just very deeply intrigued with my culture that this is something that we do celebrate and Mm -hmm. so I had a lot of fun doing research for this episode um, and we hope that you listeners will learn a couple of things and feel more closely tied with your cultural traditional celebrations yeah
3: I wanna yeah, that those this actually makes total sense for Janet because like she's been posting a lot like it's a full moon tonight or the new moon represents this. Yeah. but it's nice yeah. to have it kind of tied to something. Yeah, like to your culture.
1: Yeah, and things growing up where like I feel like I actually can talk to my parents about cycles of the moon and stuff, and they wouldn't necessarily look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. In Mandarin, uh the Mid Autumn Festival is pronounced uh Jie, and in Taiwanese, it's Ch'un Yi. And in Taiwanese, um,
3: I have a recording for my mom, one second.
0: Taiwanese speaking is Chiu chiu Dyeongchoojit.
3: And this holiday is also celebrated in other cultures in Asia. Like in Korea, they have Chuseok. And in Japan, they have Tsukimi. And also they have mid Tet in Vietnam and the Water and Moon Festival in Cambodia.
2: Yes, and part of the celebrations during this moon festival include burning incense in reverence to deities, including Chang'e, who is the goddess of the moon, Dragon and lion dance performances, lighting and carrying of lanterns, sometimes writing riddles on them and having other people guess the answers of the riddles.
3: Ooh, these sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I love Changa.
2: Yeah. Oh, you love Over the Moon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ladies have any memories of celebrating the Mid-Autumn Moon Festival?
1: Yeah. So when I was um, much younger, like elementary school years, I remember on my mom's side of the family, um, my grandmother and my grandfather actually were, uh, they would celebrate really extensively. I remember going to their house, um, like for the full day, and my grandma would have like The like these like formal portraits up of our ancestors, like her parents who have passed, like anyone who's passed, right? So, like great grandparents, great great grandparents. Um, and they would have them, they essentially create an altar with photographs of your ancestors. And then along the altar, you have various incense and plates of fruit. Um, and then we would go in order from like, I don't remember if it was youngest to oldest or oldest to youngest, but every grouping of family would kneel down and then, um, you would bye-bye and then you kind of pay respects and then with the incense and then you put the incense in the holder. Um, and then my grandma would cook these elaborate meals, um, and there's, like, key foods that they always would have. So there was always a lot of, like, chestnuts and walnuts oh. and, like, mushrooms. Um, and so I was doing a little bit of research on this. And supposedly the duck, um, why you eat duck on Mid-Autumn Festival is because there's an old folk tale uh, that's passed down for centuries of people coming together to overturn a, uh, a corrupt ruler in China, and his name sounded like duck in the local dialect. So when mm. you eat duck, it's kind of a way to get rid of your oppressor. Oh. Um, and eat, then also eating him and
2: shitting him out. Yeah. yeah. Damn.
1: <laughs> I actually love, like, uh, a lot of Chinese traditions, they do a lot of wordplay. Yeah. Like, with the dishes uh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah,
2: especially during uh, Chinese New Year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And but not only is it based on the wordplay uh, and the history, but duck also, for very practical reasons, eating duck in the fall has a lot of health benefits, um, according to traditional Chinese medicine, because duck is uh, nourishing to the body, and it helps to, f- to fight the dryness of fall and wintertime like a really popular duck dish is, um, is duck with taro soup. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to the Walks of Life blog for informing me of that. Um, and um, also when I, I was talking about the kind of like different plates of fruit they will put out, I do have a very specific memory of a lot of persimmons and also pomelos. Mm-hmm. So oh. I don't know if you guys, pomelos are like those kind of like grapefruit-like fruits. Mm. Um, and pomelo, once again, for a wordplay, it sounds like, um, so in Mandarin it's yodzu, sounds like uh, the phrasing bless and protect the children and descendants so it's a time where you really are like trying to connect and pay respects to your ancestors mm-hmm. and then also bless the current existing family that is on earth right now um, so I remember doing that when I was much younger but then as I got older and then my grandfather passed and my grandma got older we no longer would gather so elaborately mm-hmm. um, and then the celebrations became more just with my nuclear family like with my mom my dad my sister um, but even then I have a very distinct memory and this is before Over the Moon came out as a movie and I didn't have the concept of like the name of the princess I just remember my dad when I was like maybe five or six. Holding me in his arms, and like we were out in the backyard looking out at the moon, and he was pointing up, and he's like, "Oh, do you see those shadows? Well, those shadows are actually a moon princess and her rabbit." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What?" You know, yeah. but as a kid, you're like, "Oh my god," because really? like you can point out something, and you're like, "I see shadows." And yeah. like, Really? There's like a person on the moon, and there's this animal. Um. So I have that really fond memory with my father. Um. And then just ongoing after you know going into like high school and starting to work, I would just come home and Mel it kind of became that description of we're having dinner again with everyone like mm-hmm. what are we celebrating yeah, this yeah, time yeah. Mm-hmm. and then throw in some moon cakes there. okay what are we eating mooncakes for again for yeah. how many times a year do we do this so um but yeah when I had to think back like from childhood we did a lot of very deep celebrations that I would like to carry parts
2: through for my yeah. family growing up oh mm-hmm. I love that Janet thank you for sharing with us I think Ooh. I had very similar um experiences too two things I wanted to mention when I look at the moon now I still look at the shadows and I still think about the princess and the bunny <laughs> yeah i think my sister does too i think because my dad told us that now we always think of that yeah yeah, yeah. and also when you say bye bye i think that's cute oh. <laughs> I, it's like you're saying it twice so it's like a very isn't it just bye like you just oh
1: bye? is it i don't know and whenever we would do it they would maybe, you double you double it too oh bye-bye. you double it oh okay i say it
2: too. i don't know if okay i didn't know if was like a chi- like a more like a childish way yeah, way yeah, yeah. Say I say and kids. then you just grew up with it <laughs> But yeah, I usually say like by scene and you ah. buy like three times, but it's, I was like, oh, Janet, you can Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet.
3: i'll be honest so when i was prepping for this um episode i had to call my mom and i said i asked her did we ever celebrate mid-autumn moon festival and she's like actually not really so i was like oh no wonder because i I was like i don't remember celebrating this this holiday and if it did it definitely got blended with all the family gatherings we'd have like whether it's like a hot pot one weekend or like I don't know, being forced to like, oh, I had to go. So I wasn't sure what holidays were what. Mm -hmm. But I do remember as a kid, my mom's friends would, or my great aunties or the older aunties in my family would drop off mooncakes at the house. And to be honest, I think my family, we didn't really eat mooncakes as much. So I just remember like, oh, another Chinese pastry. So everything felt like, oh, another dinner. Oh, another drop of a food, you know. And as we're talking about this episode, it makes me realize that, you know, when I have a kid and we start, you know, celebrating these holidays, I want to explain to our children, like, why we're having these type of dinners versus Mm -hmm. like, oh, we're just going over to Auntie Helen's house. But why? Oh, to eat. It's like, no, it's because we're doing this. So kind of give them more context. So like when they're older, they're not
2: like, wait, why are we doing that?
3: Like being confused. So,
2: yes. I think growing up, I felt the same way, too that I was like, mom, dad, like, why didn't they explain it to me? But they did. I just huh. didn't listen. <laughs> no. I was on my Game Boy, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't care, you know, yeah. but now we care now that we're older. Mm. Um, for me, I guess my experience is closer to Janet's. Aside from Lunar New Year, I think this is this is the second biggest Chinese holiday for me and my family. Um, and as we mentioned, you know Mid-Autumn Moon Festival is considered the Harvest Festival. So similar to Janet, during this time, fruits, vegetables, grains, they were harvested and the food was like most abundant during this time, so this is why we celebrate it. But my family and I, every year, ever since I was a kid, we would go to the grocery store and we would buy all of these food offerings, like moon cakes, mm. a lot of fruits, mm. so also pomelos, which, by the way, I noticed that... Whole Foods did not sell pomelos until Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year, and they had them there. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Good job, That's Whole cool. Foods. You catch yeah. it on, you catch it on. But we would get pomelos, oranges, bananas, apples, and other fruits. And we'd also buy small taro. So similar to uh, you, with the, with the soup, right? Yeah. Which is, for us, we ate it boiled, and then we would peel off the skin and dip it in soy sauce. It was very good. Oh. And then we would also get these black chestnut-like things, which I also looked up because I was like, I don't know what those are called. I've never seen it in a, an Americanized grocery store. And they're called water water caltrops. C A L T R O P S. And they resemble black buffalo horns. But I guess, like with the taro, supposedly, and maybe this is like an old folklore, but the first food discovered at the time of human creation was discovered in the middle of the night in the moonlight, and it was taro. Mm, so, wow. based on this story, that is why people eat taro during this time. Oh, wow. That's one thing. One side, I'm sure that's one side of why people eat taro. And there's probably other sides where it's like wordplay and things like that. Um, but with all of this, like my family and I, ever since I was a kid, we would place these as offerings on either our windowsill or on our balcony outside if it's like decent weather. We would also light incense and by scene. And we would just, or bye-bye. <laughs> and we would just sit and chill and sort of just like be present with our family. And the moon is so round and so beautiful on this yeah. day. It is the biggest, right? Yeah, of it's supposed to be the biggest year. of the whole year. Yeah, so we would just kind of enjoy each other's company. But I do remember during that time, I was like, why are we doing this? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what? why do I need to buy scene? Who am I buying scene to? Like, yeah. who's this deity? Who's Chang'e? Who's this moon goddess? Um, but yeah, similarly to Mel too, like buying mooncakes, that was a huge thing. My mom mm. would always spend a ton of money because these mooncakes are not cheap. Like the gift yeah. boxes, the nicer ones are not cheap. So she would buy a bunch of those, give them to her family members and we would get a lot back. Um, and that's supposed to represent, you know, best wishes for family reunion and, mm. and where we are now. And, and separate from that we would also go into boston's chinatown with my mm. grandparents and all of my family members and i'm curious if this like happened in sf or in oc if mm. there were like celebrations in more local chinese communities but it it'd be a really lively celebration there would be like lion dancing firecrackers a stage for for shows and people playing their urhu and mm. other like musical instruments showing off their talents but there'd be these little stands with people selling like plants and clothes and other trinkets and goodies mm. and turtles. So, my turtle that I had for almost 20 years. That I named Dummy was from my eighth grade boyfriend. I mentioned this before on the podcast, but he dummy? bought yeah Dummy because he couldn't swim. But <laughs> dummy Dummy was bought at one of these Mid Autumn Moon festivals, Aww. and I kept it for twenty years, and it was alive for twenty years, which is just crazy. But you know, as we got older, we also had August Moon or Mid Autumn Moon Festival volleyball tournaments, oh. and there would be teams from New York and DC that would come up to play in them. So in high school and beyond volleyball was like a huge thing that surrounded this holiday for me Mm. and it was so fun because all of chinatown would be out in boston chinatown is like very small so we played in this park called the reggie wong park which i think the name might have changed but we would play there and all of these like old asian grandpas who would always have their like white tanks lifted above their bellies because it's so hot <laughs> they would be watching us and they would be cheering us on and telling us to like jump higher you Aww. know get lower and things like that so we'd always have a huge audience around us mm. and it was just such a good time and after after the tournament we would just walk around chinatown with the festivities and hang out with our friends and get dim sum buy some turtles i don't know but <laughs> it was just like very very good memories around Mid-Autumn Moon Festival or August Moon Festival, um, and celebrating with like family first growing up and then more so friends afterwards.
3: Mm. That sounds so much fun.
2: Yeah. I think I, I, my memories, I just had such a
1: strong like those traditions growing up with my grandparents but I think once they Mm -hmm. left like we I didn't grow up with a lot of like other outside of my family and so I think these traditions didn't quite carry through into my like younger and older adulthood Mm -hmm. yeah um but as I'm hearing all the stuff that you're saying I'm sure some places in LA and OC had small communities gathering like that um and it just
2: makes me think like When I have my own family, Mm -hmm. I do want to, like, seek out more of those, like, for my kids. Okay, time out. This is happening soon. We should totally go to L.A.'s Chinatown and see what's happening on this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, let's do,
1: yeah. 21st. Oh, she's in. We can phone you in. Yeah, I'll (laughs) be
3: out of town, but. (laughs) That sounds, like, fun. I think, like, as you're describing, I'm, like. There's, like, faint memories. I know going to China with my family. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these traditions, I remember, like, I I, I buy-by it a lot, too. And do food offerings, like, in Taiwan. Because my great-grandparents would always do it. But I just didn't know why. Like, I didn't know. I blended the holidays together. Because I knew Chinese New Year was a big thing. But then I didn't really... These other, like, mini... Or the other holidays, you know, dispersed throughout the year. I just wasn't really, like, informed. Or Mm -hmm. maybe I wasn't listening, you know. (laughs) But I also wonder, it's because, like, my mom also came to the U.S. when she was 14. So she mm. didn't really do these traditions growing up. So when it, I asked yes, her... yeah. yeah why are we praying? She goes, oh, it's for our ancestors. It's always like, the ancestors are like, she has kind of a light idea, but it's it's also hard when your parent is also, doesn't really understand tradition as well.
2: Right. So like now
3: you are talking, I was like, oh, I want to, I want to learn this and like pass this on to my kids. It's okay. We'll just throw our kids to Auntie Helen. You can,
2: you can create your own traditions. I think that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Like for your, for your kids and and like really make them understand it so that they can pass your traditions. Mel is like the top, top notch grandmommy that like set the traditions for your family going forward. I'm
3: watching to make something up like, oh, we have to eat like gummy bears. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, what are you doing? I'll like, yeah. an emperor from three years ago. or <laughs> make something up. No, but in reality, I think I love hearing about your both, both your experiences, like, you know, celebrating the, you know, the moon, the mid-autumn festival. Because I think I'm like, I'm going to throw my kids to you both and be like, all right, learn from the aunties because I'm mom's going to learn too. Yeah, but- so I give you guys some context. In Chinese culture, around shapes symbolizes completeness and reunion. So eating things like moon cakes and round food during this week of festivity, signifies completeness and unity. So, when we eat mooncakes, it symbolizes family unions, prosperity, and union for the whole family, and also a spiritual feeling expressing love and best wishes. And there are a bunch of amazing flavors for the mooncakes, um, from like, you know, red bean paste, which is a fan favorite, to mm, ice cream, cream cheese, to
1: seafood. So, there's a bunch of different flavors to try. What? I know. That's
2: I'm, not- I'm, I'm
3: surprised.
1: It was, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think the more traditional ones are. Like the red bean paste, lotus seed paste. Um, I think you have some like uh, fruit-filled ones like pineapple. But even that's a little bit more like pop culture, like fusion. Modern, yeah. Modernized. And then probably even more modernized, people are doing things like ice cream and cream cheese and probably getting... I think you also... I think traditionally there are some savory ones. Mm. So like um, five kernel and roast pork. I do remember that oftentimes there were savory items within the sweet, um, But more... More popularly, I think that it's
2: like a sweet dessert item. So, what is your favorite mooncake flavor? Uh, for me, yeah. I would say the red bean paste, mm-hmm. uh huh, or the lotus seed paste ones are okay. Those are the basic ones I think are my favorite. But um, I usually like the ones that have a gigantic ass egg on the inside. Mm, <laughs> even though, yeah, even yeah. though that like crumbly salted duck egg is yeah. so high in cholesterol, it is so delicious. So delicious and definitely my favorite. Every time I cut it, I'm like, let well, me cut a bigger sliver. Because you know how it's, like, usually not centered? It's, like, on one side of the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, side I of the know cake. That. It's not always perfectly yeah, centered. It's, it's intended to be this,
1: like, usually it's, like, really sweet on the out. So for anyone who's not tried a mooncake, the outside is this kind of, like, Swedish bread, like... Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like a crust,
2: like the golden brown crust. crust. And it's always decorated with these imprints of the symbols of the festival. So that, that little crust is oh, perfection. It's so yeah. good. And then inside of that, that's the red bean paste or the lotus seed paste. And then in the middle of all of that is a salted duck egg. And yes, usually it's like off to the side a little bit. So I always take the piece that's off to the side a little bit. (laughs) That's more of the egg. That makes me happy.
1: Oh, yeah. So when I was growing up, I actually avoided the duck egg (gasps) because to me, yeah, I think as a kid, I like the sweetness. Mm. So my favorite actually is lotus seed. I'm a big red, red bean fan, but the lotus seed is even more sweet. And it almost reminds me of, like, a caramel flavor. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that mm. was my favorite growing up. Um, and then red bean. And um, a lot of the ones that I had actually were the smaller mooncakes that didn't have the duck egg because those mm. ones were, like, a little bit more, like, uh, fancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and what we would usually cut them into, like, um, I think, like – fourths or eighths Mm -hmm. so then everyone could try all the different flavors um so when i was little the the duck egg because it has that saltiness i would i didn't like it and then as i got older i appreciated it and now like probably my favorite is would be a lotus seed with the duck egg in the middle to get that savory and that sweet
2: yeah Mm. i will share a mooncake
3: with you then yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: how How about you miss mel
3: to be honest i don't have a distinct memory of eating mooncakes at all growing up um have you tried I did, but I think maybe just the palette of my family, like my mom and I both gravitate towards like wife cakes oh, and yeah. pineapple cakes, but yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I don't know if that's part of this holiday.
2: Uh, Usually that's for weddings, like local uh, band. So it's like wife cakes. Yeah, wife cakes. The We had that during our tea ceremony. Oh yeah.
3: there's yeah. so, For me, that's like, I don't know. I remember we used to go to like Shanky Bakery yeah. <laughs> or those Asian bakeries. They'll be selling moon cakes and like the pastries and pineapple cakes. We would always, even though it's a holiday, we just always buy the other pastries. I think mm. it's just growing up in my family. Maybe it's a
2: flavor. It's also mm. probably really bad for you. Like, that's you shouldn't true. eat a whole mooncake. That's yeah, why we yeah, cut yeah. it into, like, eighths and you eat one piece. Oh, <laughs> that I didn't know that. It's very rich. It's rare. super It's rich. super dense. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. So I honestly, t- to be honest, I don't have a very, I don't have a favorite flavor. And I will say that with red bean, um, the red bean paste flavor, like, I like red bean, but I don't think I love it. So I think that's why, like, I do, like, the wife cakes the most. Like, the mochi. Yeah, those ones are good. Sweet. So I think with this holiday, I feel like it's kind of in a weird way, like, even from the moon cakes, it's, like, a little foreign to me. Mm. So I don't have memories actually eating mooncakes a lot or it's just not a big part of my family
1: well I'm excited for you to try them this year then like kind of as like a like to discover kind of what your flavors are because I actually I wonder if you would like the savory ones
2: Mm. maybe Mm -hmm. but the
1: lotus seed I think as your talk I googled it I was like why does this sound familiar
3: I "I think I actually had more of the lotus seed paste and the red bean paste Mm -hmm. but I don't remember so you know maybe this year I could try I hope I like the like traditional flavors versus like oh I want the ice cream (laughs) I was like please there's
1: nothing wrong with you know having the kind of modernized versions that's true
3: do you guys have a least favorite that my, I could avoid?
2: Yeah, my, my least favorite, and I, it's funny because the outside always looks the same between the five kernel and roast pork and the red bean paste and the lotus seed paste with the mm. brown crust. And every time I cut into a five kernel and roast pork one, I'm like, "Damn it, I don't want this one." I am not a fan of that one at all. I don't like the I don't like the savory taste of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also feel like I'm kind of like a mooncake purist so Mm. other than like these top three that we're talking about looking at we have like pictures right now Mm -hmm. of what the other ones are like the chocolate ones snow skin fruit and vegetable i'm just like i don't i don't see all those as like real mooncakes they're Mm. just they're just like round cakes Mm. yeah
1: ultra dessert items yeah actually now that you ask that question i forgot there was a third flavor that i really liked and that was date Oh, I don't know if you had that. It's called Taoni. Mm. It's the sweetest one. Okay. So, and it looks like red bean mm. b- because dates are dark. Mm-hmm. But it, if you can imagine date paste, like I know that it's like popular now. They do date jam, but date paste is even more concentrated. So it was like the sweetest one that you could get. And then second sweetest was lotus seed paste. And then third sweetest was red bean paste. Mm-hmm. So I loved, I loved like super sweet when I was younger. Mm. Um, and least favorite. Yeah. I think. I don't know that I I don't I haven't really tried much of the savory, so I think probably it would I air towards also the more traditional the date lotus seed
2: red bean. Mm. Let's give Mel a seafood one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try it. I've never tried a, a seafood, seafood yeah, I one. Heard of that one. Oh.
3: <laughs> I feel like we wouldn't know if we went to a store. We're like, is this a seafood one? We, yeah. can, we yeah. can't even tell. <laughs>
1: Hi, ABGs and ABBs, it's Janet here, checking in to see if you've had your annual physical yet. Many of you tell us that you feel as if we are your big sisters, so this is me playing that annoying big sister role of making sure that you are on top of your health. If you don't know where to start, you can download the free ZocDoc app. ZocDoc is one of the easiest ways to find a great doctor, and you can even book an appointment directly in the app. Here's how it works. You type in which type of doctor you're looking for, whether that's a primary care physician, a dentist, a dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, whatever it may be. Add in your location, your insurance, and your desired appointment date. ZocDoc then returns profiles of doctors that match your needs. Their doctor profiles are clutch and one of my favorite parts of using ZocDoc. It's super detailed with a photo of the doctor, their bio, ratings which detail the average wait time, their bedside manner, and verified patient reviews. You can even book an appointment directly in the app. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash ABG and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C, doc.com/abg. So another thing that, um, about this holiday that I didn't know until I did research on it was that traditionally um, the Mid-Autumn Festival is also an occasion to celebrate marriages. And oftentimes, the you know, if you think about the cycle of the moon, not only does it have to do with harvest, but it also has to do with the the woman's like menstrual cycle. So oftentimes, girls would pray to the moon de- deity Chang'e to help fulfill their romantic wishes. And in some parts of China, dances are held for young men and women to find partners. So I don't know, Miss Mel, have you <laughs> Y'all got me knowing dancing. this new tradition? Maybe we can go into, like, Chinatown and see if uh, anyone's <laughs> hosting any of these, like, uh, traditions uh, of dances trying to pair up some people's. I mean, wasn't I not doing that the
2: clubs every <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> day? every every day's Every day is mid autumn food. food <laughs> yeah, at the club.
3: <laughs> Wait, I'm, I have a question. You said this also is in relation to your period cycle, menstrual yeah. cycle. How's that relate to marriage?
1: So yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Sorry, I kinda of blended this together. So so to be real clear, yeah, it's um it's a choice occasion to celebrate so the moon and its cycles not only relate to harvest, but it relates to the woman's body in terms of fertility. Okay. So sometimes they'll celebrate fertility if you're already married and you're wanting to have a child. Oh, got it, got it. And then other times if you're single, it's also relating to wanting to find a partner. So all over all of this stuff is around like finding a union, mm. bearing children, carrying on, you know, that kind of a thing. Got which it. I didn't think about, but I was like, Yeah, then there's like for every age or something appropriate, whether you're having kids or
2: you're trying to find a partner. That's true. Or you're just celebrating your period, I Mm. guess. (laughs)
1: That's
2: true. That makes sense because I think the story of Chang'e is that she had a husband who was an archer. And, okay, let me try and tell the story. And there were 10 sons daughter sons but <laughs> moon sons, moon sons. <laughs> <laughs> and the archer shot down 9 of the 10 sons because it was so hot that no- none of the fruits or vegetables were harvesting oh. and you know yeah, everyone was it, yeah. couldn't eat so he shot them down and as a gift someone gifted him an elixir of immortality and chang'e either accidentally took it from him and drank it or sneakily took it from him and drank it There are different versions of that story. But she drank it, and then she flew to the moon. And I think he was, like, really upset at her. And over time, though, he would look up and miss her. And so it's kind of like a love story. It's a weird love story. But she got stuck on the moon, and he didn't have any of the elixir left to go to see her so every year until he died he would put out these harvests and these like these um the things that we do now with the pomelos and the moon cakes and things like that to buy scene to her i guess ah, mm. uh, to, kind of to honor give, her, to honor maybe her. She, yeah try to like get her to come back yes maybe? that's yeah. that's one version of the story but it is rooted in somewhat of a love story so it does mm. kind of also make sense with the you know, with the celebrating like unions trying to get people to come together. Mm. Yeah, yeah.
3: Mm. That's a beautiful story. It's kind
2: of fucked up, but yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> but I think it's cool to understand these folklores. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because I didn't grow up with hearing about a bunch of these stories. Yeah, I only know like the Little Red Riding Hood. You know, yeah. <laughs> the Little Red Riding Hood. Like the American or over, stuff. over the moon. It's like, yeah, yeah. what happens at the
1: moon? Yeah, yeah.
3: All right, so it's like this mid-autumn festival, you'll see me in Chinatown with some mooncakes dancing, trying to find my man. (laughs) So I hope I see some of you listeners there as well. Um, But I really enjoyed this episode because I think, you know, as someone that didn't really celebrate this holiday... As much as my family, I got to learn so much about the traditions and the cultural significance through you both and the facts Janet pulled. So I am really excited to be able to, I'm really excited to celebrate this holiday moving forward with you both and our friends and with my family. So thank you so much for sharing
1: and I hope you both,
3: I hope you all also took away something
1: from this episode as well. Join us for the next episode where we continue talking about the Mid-Autumn Moon Festival, but this time we dig deeper into the meaning behind the holiday. Some of the concepts around gathering, Thanksgiving, prayer, and uh, the moon and concepts of renewal and
2: rejuvenation. Y'all, it sounds a little woo-woo, but trust me, it's a good episode. It's a good <laughs> so. episode. You're going to want to catch it. Yes. Stay tuned. Tune
3: in next week. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com.
1: If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience QA segment called Dear ABG, and much more. Our handle on both
2: platforms is at Boss Girl. And we just have two shout-outs for today from Jonathan to Nicole in Melbourne. Happy one year anniversary. Aww, and thank you for making me happy. Jonathan says he loves you, Nicole. So sweet. From Sreya to Jin in New Jersey. Sreya says thank you so much for letting me stay with you when I was visiting. You are the best. Love you. Ow. So cute. Thanks everyone for spreading the love on our
3: shout-outs. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree and our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one.
1: And with that, we'll catch you all on the next episode. Bye.